Do you want to set your child up for success? Is tutoring out of your budget, or perhaps you're someone like me who just wants to save money on private tutoring? Is this a big school year for your child? You know, maybe they're starting kindergarten or middle school. Maybe there's another milestone coming up. Or maybe your family moved. Oh my gosh, I moved so much when I was growing up. And the kids are starting a new school. Or maybe your child is ahead and just not getting challenged enough in class. Well, IXL Learning is here to help. IXL Learning is a fun online learning program for kids covering math, language, arts, science, and social studies. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or the personality. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. That's right. It is school approved. So make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And how to be fine listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash fine. Visit IXL.com slash fine to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Again, that's IXL.com slash fine. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. The following podcast contains explicit language. Kristen. Yes, Jolenta. Do you think that we were friends in a past life? We were friends a few years ago. No, I mean back like in a different century as different people. Why would you ask me that? I just think, you know, the connections between us are beautiful and strong and like maybe they exist outside of this current lifetime. You know, maybe we were sisters in a past life. Maybe our producer Cameron was our dad in a past life. I love you, honey, but I don't think Cameron is our dad. Well, I think we can solve this debate in the pages of a good book, perhaps one called Past Lives Future Healing. Well, we'll see about that because I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Jolenta Greenberg. And this is By the Book. Your life is going down the drain. You're in so much pain, so you need some help. Ooh, yeah, some self-help. In each episode of Buy the Book, we choose a different self-help book to live by, follow it to the letter, and weigh in on whether or not it actually changed our lives. Today, our book is Past Lives, Future Healing by Sylvia Brown. Sylvia Brown was an American author who claimed to be a medium and to have psychic abilities. She wrote tons of books. According to her website, 22 out of her 50 publications have appeared on the New York Times bestseller list. She was also a regular on TV, appearing on shows like Montel Williams and Larry King Live. She died in 2013 at the age of 77. And now her psychic son carries on her legacy. According to Brown, heaven, or what she calls the other side, exists on a higher vibrational level, which makes it almost impossible for humans to perceive. 
Brown's gift was being born able to perceive a wider range of vibrational frequencies, she said. So seeing that floating other side is super easy for her. Brown also claimed that she learned all of this from talking to her spirit guide, whom she calls Francine and references frequently in her books. In the book Past Lives, Future Healing, Sylvia explains that your spirit lives forever, and the life you're living right now is just a small step in the overall, never-ending journey of your soul. This means that your current lifetime won't end in death. It will end with your spirit simply freeing itself from your body and returning home to the perfect higher dimension it came from, a.k.a., the other side, where you're always exactly 30 years old, where the hall of wisdom and the hall of justice exist, and where you can meet with God or anyone else you want. The book goes on to say that our cells have something called cell memory. Since our spirits have lived so many lives, they carry the memories of all of their deaths with them. These memories lie dormant in our subconscious. However, the cells that make up our bodies react in very real, literal ways to the subconscious memories from our previous lives. These cell memory reactions can manifest in pain, illness, and even phobia. Here's Sylvia giving a good example of this. Let's first talk about illnesses that people who have had, let's say, let's take a case that I know of, tuberculosis in one life, pneumonia in one life, and this life they come in with asthma. The book says that we can get rid of pain and emotional problems by regressing into past lives through hypnosis. Once hypnotized, you can find your point of entry, which Brown says is the moment at which the event happened that created the cell memory to begin with. When you find the point of entry, you unlock your cell memories and are freed from any pain they may be causing you. So if you are that patient in Sylvia's example, you might end up regressing to the moment you were diagnosed with tuberculosis in a past life to help cure the asthma you have in this life. Now, we know this sounds complicated, but Sylvia breaks down the process to a few easy steps. Here's how you do it. Step one, look at your birthmarks. The book says there is a 90% correlation between the location of birthmarks and a serious or fatal injury from a past life. So check out your birthmarks, and when you look at them, take a moment to appreciate that you're getting a glimpse of your own sacred eternity. Step two, get some candles. Lighting different colored candles before you regress helps to set a calming ritualistic mood and helps you visualize different colors of light during your regression hypnosis. Each color of candle has its own significance. White is for cleansing, blue for tranquility, green for healing, gold for dignity, and purple is for immortality. Candles aren't necessary for regression, but they can help it along. Step three, record your guided meditation. The book provides a script for a guided meditation that lets you regress on your own. You have to either record yourself saying this script, or you can ask someone you love and trust to make a recording of it for you. Step four, regress. Regression is divided into three parts. You choose which steps you want to do depending on what you want out of the regression. The first part of the meditation is just relaxation. The second part is regressing to memories from your earlier current life. The third part is regressing all the way back into past lives to find points of entry and relieve painful cell memories. Keep in mind, the book says it's important that you do the steps in the order they're written, but you can feel free to gradually explore them at your own pace. Also, you should record your meditation. That way, you don't have to worry about remembering your experience. You can simply answer any questions the meditation asks of you aloud and listen back for reference. Two notes. First, if at any time during your regression things get too uncomfortable, you can say out loud, 
take me to the observation position so that you can observe rather than live the past. And two, if you find yourself in a beautiful, well-lit garden, suddenly 30 years old, you're back on the other side, which we mentioned earlier, right there by the Hall of Wisdom and Hall of Justice, where God lives. Enjoy it. Step five, make a sentinel. Your sentinel is simply the image of a person, male or female, whichever you prefer, about a foot tall, armed for battle that you imagine standing watch directly in front of your solar plexus, that little area between your sternum and your abdomen. Picturing your sentinel will help guard you against any new illness or negativity that might try to interfere with your newfound well-being. Sylvia says she imagines a male dressed as a gladiator with a shield, helmet, and a spear of gold and clothing of purple. That's what the book says, and so that's what we did for two weeks straight. So, Jolenta, tell us about your first week of living by past lives, future healing. Kristen, I was very excited about this book, oh, obviously. Yes, I know, I know, I know. So first things first, I took some time to appreciate the uh, rather large birthmark on my neck. Uh, I recorded myself saying the guided meditation script, and I got right to regressing. Okay. So tell us about that regression. So I got cozy on my couch, and I did all three meditation steps in the first shot. Shut up. I wanted you to went get all right the way in. the first time. I wanted to get in. Why do I have a giant birthmark on my neck? Let's figure it out. Oh Is my... Cameron our dad? I don't know. <laughs> Okay, let's hear. There is no wrong answer. The first words out of your mouth are all that count. Where are you? Do you know your first or last name? If not, it doesn't matter. How old are you? 17. Are you male or female? Female. What do you look like? Are you tall, short, slender, stocky? Uh, that also does sound crazy because, yes, I'm talking to myself in this recording. So just to clarify, for the listeners who are not understanding, you have to record the voice of somebody leading you in to meditation, into regression, a hypnotic voice. And Jolenta chose her own voice to do that. It's kind of beautiful and hypnotizing. You do have a beautiful <laughs> voice. So you played your own voice back to you. And yes. then while listening to it, you answered yourself. Yes. And you, if I heard that correctly, mm -hmm. you just said you were a 17-year-old in Athens? Yes, I was. I saw my life as a teenage girl in ancient Athens who fell in a creek, <laughs> hit herself on a rock. On your neck? No, and died of internal injuries on her lower right side. But what about your neck? Nothing about my neck. <laughs> Nothing about my neck. But interestingly enough, I do have a recurring problem with ovarian cysts on my right side. That's my lower right side. So I have like a chronic ailment right where my injury was in my Athenian past life, Kristen. Mm, so... Were you cured after this vision, after regressing? You mean, was I instantly relieved of my pain from my nasty cell memories? Yeah, that's what I'm asking. No, I wasn't. <laughs> um, I was having a cyst flare-up in week one of this book, and after my regression, I still felt all the fun symptoms I get, including cramps, bloating, bleeding, nausea. 
they were all still there. So I decided I had to amp things up. So for the rest of the week, I regressed always with all of my candles lit. And I even went a little further and put out some crystals I have and a little Buddha statue, like just in case. I'm pretty sure the book doesn't even mention. No, but I just put out like sacred feeling items. Okay. And then did that cure you? No, I still felt the symptoms. So I decided to turn to science at the end of week one, and I got an ultrasound. Here I am leaving the office. So I am just leaving an ultrasound. Uh, and the technician says she does not see anything. What? Yeah. She doesn't see anything? What were all these symptoms you were feeling then? Were they psychosomatic or did the book actually cure you? Did you actually back in Athens get cured by going to the point of entry? Kristen, those are all week two questions. Oh. So you're going to have to wait because I want to hear about your first week on Past Lives Future Healing first. All right. So first and foremost, I think it goes without saying that I went into this book rolling my eyes. I'm not what you would call new age in any way. Unlike you, I don't have crystals sitting around my house. You didn't carry a crystal in your purse on your <laughs> wedding day as you're something blue, Kristen? Is that what you're saying? And now the whole world knows that you did that. Thank you, world. Thank you for cheering for Jolenta and it her loud crystals and in her proud. pocket. But I honestly did try my best with this, if only because I thought it had the potential to be pretty fun and silly. So first, I decided to put a scientific spin on Sylvia's theories. For example, when she explained cell memory... I tried to think of it as kind of analogous to epigenetics, you know, the way we can pass trauma down to our descendants for several generations, mm -hmm. even though, let's face it, she was not talking about epigenetics in her book. I don't even know if she knows that word. No. I also tried to think about Sylvia's theory about our souls living forever as similar to physics and energy. You know how energy can never be created or destroyed. I tried to think of our souls that way. Kristen, I am very impressed. You are very much trying to rationalize all of this. I thought you would treat it like a joke. I took it pretty seriously. I tried. I even tried to consider whether I felt any past trauma where my two birthmarks are. But honestly, my thighs and butt always feel great. So I don't know you about have if there's any trauma there. Incredible thighs and butt. Thank you. I'm Thank not going to lie. Thank you so much. So then I went into candle shopping. How was that? So the problem is that during our life-changing magic of tidying up, I actually threw out all the candles in the house, so there were no candles. Oh, no. So my husband, Dean, and I had to go on an urban expedition to find a white, a blue, a green, a purple, and a gold candle, and it was harder than I actually thought it would be. What if the candle has a picture of Jesus ascending? Or is that a problem? Well, this one has a... It could be kind of handy if one of your past lives was as Jesus. No, honey. This one has just... Um, a dove. There's lots of Virgin Mary ones. Oh, here's a. Is that a purple? That's gray. Oh no, that's sort of gray. Yeah. Do you think there's another candle aisle? Oh, we can ask. Hi. Hi. Is there another candle aisle here? No, this is just it. Okay. All right. Thank you. So that whole day, we hit like six stores total. We saw about ten hundred thousand candles. I ended up buying five candles, all in slightly off colors. And one had a picture of black Jesus, which I thought was pretty. I'm not sure how Sylvia would feel about it. I think she would be fine with all of that. She seems pretty into Jesus and, you know, expressing yourself through candles. I liked my Jesus candle. Good. Then I had my friend Lila record my meditations for me. Lila has a super pretty voice, very soothing. And she also believes in crystals like you. <gasps> so I figured she'd be the right person to do this. And then the moment of truth. 
I set up Lila's voice on the computer. I lit my candles. I laid down and I got ready to do meditation one, relaxation. You feel renewal pulsing through every organ, every tendon and muscle, every living cell. Oh my God. Your spine streams. It's too loud. Why are all these cars so loud? With the strength of a joyful child. Okay. Gotta back up. Into every oh god, where did it start? Okay, start over again. Start over again. How do people do this in Brooklyn? And I can't close the window because I'm too short. And I can't move all of these candles and this whole setup into another room right now that's quiet. Ugh. Okay. All right. We're going to try this again. Kristen, you suck at relaxing. <laughs> I suck at it. And I did this over a dozen times. Did you try it with headphones? I tried it with headphones. I tried it with a blanket over my head. I tried it in the bathroom. I tried it in multiple rooms. And I've been told that if you're really good at this stuff, you can actually do it with smoke alarms going off and so on. Uh-uh. It was horrible. Week one sucked. I could not relax and much less tap into my past lives. But guess what? What? In week two, things got real. What kind of real? Oh, you're going to have to wait for that, my friend. No. Yes, you're going to have to wait because first... We have to remind folks that we like to hear from you guys, our listeners. It's true. Have you ever visited your past lives? Do you believe in past lives? Have you ever been hypnotized? Share your stories with us. Leave us a message at 505-510-BOOK. Or just give us a suggestion of what book you want us to read next. Do you ever find yourself wading through your newsfeed on Facebook or Twitter, wishing you could just call someone up and ask, what do I really need to pay attention to here? Well, what if you could? I'm Mary Harris, the host of What Next, Slate's new daily news podcast. And every weekday morning, I'm going to be on call for you, taking you inside one story, going deep behind the headlines. What Next is news you're not going to get just scrolling through your phone. To listen, subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Okay, Jolenta, time for your week two. Did the book cure your cyst? Sadly, Kristen, no, it didn't. I'm still in pain right now as we speak. Well, what was going on then? So my doctor thinks that all of the symptoms I was feeling that I thought were from a cyst was actually from a cyst I had months ago that had burst because symptoms of a burst cyst feel very similar to symptoms of just having a cyst, except usually they're a little worse if your cyst has burst. Wow. That's actually like a soul that never stops living. Your cyst. Oh, my gosh. Only you're absorbing it. it. Stop it. (laughs) Let's just say uh, that was not the news I was hoping for. I thought maybe in the back of my mind, maybe I had cured myself and it was a miracle. But that was not the case. So to lift my spirits, I made my sentinel and I had Brad join me for moral support. 
Your yes. sentinel is a little man or woman you imagine standing in front of your solar plexus. And, like, if you start feeling, like, not quite right or, like, unsafe or, like, unhealthy, you can be like, no, my sentinel will protect me and, like, keep away the bad cell memories. And it, like, puts a force field around you. Is just what's your name from Angels in America? <laughs> Emma Thompson's Is it just character. Emma Thompson and Angels. From Maybe I, that's what I should imagine. That's what I imagine. Glory. No, that's a good image, and to me, it reads as like very pure and strong. I'll just think of that character from the HBO adaptation of Angels in America. I think even in the stage directions for Angels in America, Tony Kushner says you should see all the wires and stuff. <laughs> Meaning, like, oh my even God. Tony Kushner wants you to know, like. Girl, there's no angel. (laughs) First of all, let me say, if you have not watched the HBO miniseries adaptation of Angels in America, you should do it right now. It is a masterpiece. It is very topical, and it holds up. Movie's great. Emma Thompson is very angelic. She's a goddess. She's wonderful, but oh my God. Brad, he's kind of like anti-Emma Thompson, anti-angels. Yeah, I mean, he just sucked all the magic right out of my sentinel. But honestly, his skepticism was starting to rub off on me. Here we are talking at the end of week two. What bums me out is it feels like one of those acting exercises that like didn't work on you, but you see it work on everyone Ooh. else. You know, when like everyone in the room is crying and you're like, I'm going to look like I'm crying. Ugh, that's what it yeah, feels no, like. I mean, and so I feel like I feel like maybe if I hadn't gone to acting school, this would be a lot more like, oh, my God. But I feel like I've done the like get caught up in it. I can't believe this is happening. You know, like this feels so mystical and bigger mm-hmm. than me. Like maybe that's it. So you've already had this drill and, you know, the, yeah. ma- the markings <clears throat> of a false sort of like, like profit. So hold on. Instead of paying for years of acting school, you could have just read this book the whole time. Yeah. Regression feels a lot like acting school. And I cannot believe it took me two weeks to realize this, but this past life regression exercise is literally an acting tool. It is the same thing as a sense memory exercise. Oh, what? Is that like from the memory book from last no, week? No, oh my gosh. It's from the method school of acting where you like fully inhabit another person. And sense memory exercises are guided meditations usually done in an acting class with like a group of actors laying on the floor and a teacher guiding them. And you get walked through past experiences that evoke emotions in a very similar way to this book. And it's regression therapy. Really? Yeah, listen, this is me reading a portion of the Past Lives Future Healing Meditation script. And in a heartbeat or two, you're 10 years old again. A different birthday, a different Christmas, your bedroom, your favorite pet, a music lesson, some event, no matter how trivial, is there for you, as real as the day it happened. What grade were you in? Who is your teacher? Any detail, even the tiniest one, is all you need to make the scene spring to life and to become as much or as little a part of it as your peace of mind dictates. And here is Brad reading a sense memory exercise script that I found in an old school notebook. Now go back to a bedroom of your childhood. Go back to an early age and think about how your room used to look. When you're in the room, is it dark or light? Where's your bed, the window? Is there a closet in the room or a desk? Are there toys in your room? Look at them more specific. What toys do you see? Are there paintings on the wall? 
Do you see yourself in the room as an observer or are you in the room yourself? How does the room make you feel? Hold on, are those the same script? No, two different things, but they are practically interchangeable. Does this mean that you like the book now more or less? Well, that sounds like a verdict, Kristen. So you're going to have to wait to hear my answer. All right, so we'll get to the verdict later. Mm -hmm. I first desperately need to hear how your week two went. Could you eventually relax? (laughs) Okay, so after my horrible week one of miserable relaxation where I could not get myself to relax, I just decided I'm never going to get this relaxation part down. I'm just going to skip ahead to my earlier life. And a reminder, the earlier life meditation just takes you back to your current life all the way down to conception. So you go back in years and you visit yourself at 20, at 10, and at the moment of conception. And I have to confess, it was quite an interesting process. Here I am debriefing afterward with Dean. How does it feel? <laughs> You're laughing at me. I'm not laughing at you. Your I face almost, is so I'm funny. I'm asking you a very serious question, my love. Okay, so. How did your first regression go? How do you feel? So you're going to be probably shocked to hear this. I found it super emotionally moving. No, that doesn't surprise me. Really? That doesn't surprise you? This was the regression where I didn't go into past lives. That's where I went into my earlier lives. So what happened? So I went back to being 20. Mm -hmm. And I was supposed to go back to just one moment of being 20. Uh Uh-huh. But I remembered all sorts of parts about being 20, and some of it was really hard. And then she said to go back to 10. Uh-huh. And I thought of 10 as such a really hard point in my life, but I actually remembered really good things when I was oh, regressing. Good. And I have to say, though, that most of this didn't feel so much like regressing as just very, very vividly remembering. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if I actually felt like I was back yeah, there. But when do we ever focus on remembering something from age 10 or age 20? But I just remembered something very vivid for each of those ages. Oh, for 10, I actually remembered a girl named Christina Graffin being on the playground with her the day after I got my period when I was 10. Wow. And just trying to play it off cool. And then remembering other good things about 10 and my nana. Mm-hmm. And then you have to actually regress back to being conceived. Conceived? Yes. Not born? No, conceived. Cons- you have to watch your parents do it. So this is the part that actually was very moving and actually emotional for me. Uh-huh. Because it made me think about something that I think of as usually pretty awful. Hmm. Because I wasn't conceived with intention. Oh, honey. We know that I wasn't supposed to be here. And that makes me really sad. No, we don't know. I may be here because somebody got raped. I may be here because one little moment of passion that everybody regretted later had to... No, honey. It's true. You're here for me. I'm here for you. And I have a nice... all of your friends and all of your family. You're here for all the right reasons. But I wasn't made for the right reasons. And it made me really sad to think about it. It made me really sad. Oh, honey, I love you. And I didn't... Yes, I just don't normally think about that very much. About how awful it was that I was made and I wasn't supposed to be. 
I mean, obviously, I agree with Dean, and like, you're very much here for a reason, and like, and I have a great life, and I have yeah. great friends, and I don't regret for a minute that I'm here as a person. Did that feel healing to you? I feel so weird asking this question, but like, do you feel relieved of trauma from your past? I mean, I felt deeply, and I think it's good to feel deeply, but right. I don't think it healed me. And I don't even honestly feel like I'm the one who needs healing from this. I mean, I don't even remember being conceived. I think it's my biological mother who needs to be healed from any of this trauma. She's the one who had to carry me when she didn't want to. She's the one who had to leave me in a box on a street corner. I don't remember any of this past stuff, even though Sylvia thinks that I can with her meditations. I know that wasn't me regressing. It was me pitying the woman who carried me. Well, I'm really glad she did it, and I'm glad you're here. I am, too. I have no regrets about my life. I really love my life. I have a great life. But let's talk past lives, Kristen. Do you love those, too? <laughs> okay, so um, rather than answer that, I'll just let my tape speak for me on this one. How you doing? I did it. You did it? I did it. The image of a lovely Mexican woman, circa 1700-something, came to mind. Huh. Raven black hair, beautiful brown skin, maybe 20-ish. Uh, Just like top. you? <laughs> top, full skirt. And I pictured that, and I don't remember anything else, because then I fell asleep. I don't know. And then the next time, I fell asleep again. Mm-hmm. And, um, but before I fell asleep... Uh-huh. I saw an image in my head of a little uh, light brown-haired white boy in Arkansas, maybe along the Mississippi. How did but you know it was Arkansas? I don't know. I think my finger was on the map because there's this point your finger's supposed to go on a map. But then I thought, maybe I'm just picturing Mark Twain characters. Mark but Mark Twain characters are in Missouri, really. Mm. I don't remember many Mexican ladies in Mark Twain books. No, no, no. This is a separate one. Oh, a separate. Oh, I see. Wow. Maybe these are both previous lives. But then I fell asleep Hmm. again. And then when I woke up, I just pictured uh, Beyonce, but Beyonce's still alive. So that's clearly not somebody I was in my past life because Beyonce. Wait, you're Beyonce? Turn turn around. (laughs) Stop it. Stop it. You did it. <laughs> and by it, and by it, you mean I did the whole book. I lived Yay. by the book, but did I regress? You experienced something. I experienced something. If only a vivid fever dream brought on by margaritas. But regardless of whether or not that really was regression, I finished the final step of the book, which was creating a sentinel for myself. Was it just Dolly Parton? <laughs> You know I was thinking about that. Of course I was thinking about of it. But, but no. In the end, I decided on this image of Betty White holding a lightsaber. Have you ever seen that meme? It's the Golden Girls up in heaven and Betty White's in the foreground holding these lightsabers like she's got the force. 
I or do. she has I know the force. What you're talking yeah. about. It's similar to Bearthur wrestling Velociraptors. Another yes. Art. Yes. Similar. So I chose miniature Betty White holding lightsabers as my sentinel. She's right here with us now. Hi, Betty. <gasps> Hi, Betty. Hey. Yeah. And Betty, I chose because she's kind, she's funny, she's strong, and she seemingly lives forever like our souls. Invincible. That's yeah. nice. It's yeah. like it's beautiful. I like it. Thanks. Thanks. All right. And now, after all of this and everything I went through, I'm betting you want to know if I believe in past lives, future healing. Of course, I want to know. But first, a reminder, we want to hear from you. Have you lived by this book? Are you currently regressing to a past life? Share your story with us. Email us at buythebook at panoply.fm or you can tweet us at buythebookpod. Kristen, let's get down to business. Did past lives future healing actually work? Would we recommend it? Would you recommend it? Absolutely. Are you serious? Yes. No joke. I would totally recommend Past Lives, Future Healing by Sylvia Brown. And I'm not saying this because I actually think I regressed into past lives. I know I didn't do that. But I did go places in my memory and my imagination. I thought long and hard about what it was like being 20 and being 10. And I think... We can all know ourselves better when we look back at our memories with that level of intention. What are you looking at me like that I for? I am you stunned. Are- <laughs> you are freaking me out right now. Like, I don't know who you are. You literally have been like, and I don't think I actually regressed, but like, full-heartedly stand by this regression book. Yeah, but no, I, I enjoyed imagining that much. I really did. And also, something we didn't mention, like, somewhere between 80 and 90% of this book is just great stories about people regressing. And that was really fun to read. Like, oh, Jeff Smith used to be a blacksmith in 1821, and now he has a neck ache, and that's because of that blacksmith stuff yeah. back in 18. 18- yeah. Like, those stories were really those fun. Those stories are really entertaining. Super I'll agree with enjoyable. you. And like, the meditation does often lend itself to finding memories you you sort of forgot or exploring memories you don't really think about much. I had a vivid memory of eating some chicken strips in a class when I was 20 in college. I <laughs> I never think of that normally, but it was fun to revisit. I dipped them in ranch dressing like a baller. Anyway, let's go back to imagining your conception. That seemed painful. Yeah. Maybe not fun. Yeah, I actually hated doing that. But I can also see how that part might be healing for some people and not because it paints a perfect picture of the circumstances of why we were conceived, but because I think it can serve as a reminder of how miraculous it is, if you don't mind my using kind of like big heavenly words here. But it's kind of miraculous that each of us are here of all the sperm and all the ova in all the world and of all the misconnections and all the miscarriages and so on. We made it. And there's something that I suppose can be healing about that. That is true. I agree with you. Ah, you agree with me. Ish. But don't you think that past life stuff is a little crazy? Like, you were not Beyonce in a past life. You just sort of were dozing in and out of sleep and thought of Beyonce. (laughs) I love Beyonce. I wish that was Beyonce in a past life. But no, you're, you're right. A lot of this is mumbo jumbo. And the reason my verdict is yes, though, is because it's fun mostly. Do it for fun. Yes, do this book for fun, not because you actually expect to tap into past lives 
do it to have a good time. And along the way, you might actually get a tiny bit of self-knowledge. Okay. All right, Jolenta, I think I already know what your verdict is, but just lay it out here. I hate this book. I don't recommend it. I think it's a mind game. I, that's that's what it is. It is a long, drown-out version of an acting exercise in a book form. That's all acting is. It's a mind game. You lie to yourself. You live truthfully under imaginary circumstances. That's like the definition of it. You're and, painting a horrible picture of acting. <laughs> I, I mean, it is what it is. You play pretend so hard you can make yourself cry and believe you're someone you're not. Like, that's what acting is. And I feel like that's exactly what Sylvia Brown prompts people to do in all of her regressions, whether it's in the book or the ones she does in person. I think it is a trick. But aren't all self-help books mind games? I mean, they all play games with our heads. They all play tricks on us. Our job, me and you, Jolenta, our job is to parse out whether any of those mind games can actually be useful or even fun. Yes. No, and I'm totally on your side. I totally agree with you. But I think regardless of the fun you have with this book, the second you bring God in the mix, that changes things. The second Sylvia says she talks to God and she knows what heaven looks like and you don't, that's when she becomes a false prophet in my mind and not like a fun self-help guru that can guide you on things. And I think the regression is sneaky and manipulative in a way that isn't fun. I think it can possibly implant memories from your life that are not real, that could be dangerous, that could harm you. I think it is a sneaky trick that is purely designed to take advantage of people. Yeah, I can totally see your point. I mean... She is shilling some crazy religious-sounding stuff in here. And on top of that, she also tells us multiple times in the book how you can reach out to her foundation and get them to help you along with this and pay the money to do so. Oh, yes. So, yeah, I see exactly where you're coming from. I enjoyed it, but this book is not for everyone. Yeah, it's not for me. That is for sure. And also, if you've been to acting school, you can skip it. And that's it for this episode of By the Book. Our producers are Dad, Cameron Drews. Our managing producer is Beyonce. No, it's actually Mia Lobel. Thanks also to our composer, Nate Wyda, and to Andy Bowers at Panoply. Please stay in touch. Let us know if you've done past lives, future healing. How did it work for you? Did it not work for you? Also, send us any questions or suggestions for future books to live by. Our email address is bythebook at panoply.fm. You can also tweet us at Jolenta G, at Kristen Meinzer, or at bythebookpod. You can also call us at 505-510-BOOK. And please don't forget to rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts. It helps other people find the show. And also maybe just tell a friend about the show. Spread that word. Spread it. Until next time, I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Jolenta Greenberg. Thanks for listening. Our producer is our dad. Cameron Drews. Our managing producer is me. That was amazing. That was great. We have to keep that. We are keeping that 100%. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 
988 for free confidential support anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel.